to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor of the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now get ready to be transformed by this message. Grateful. Father, we thank you. We thank you for an opportunity once again to gather, to hear your word. Holy Spirit, we pray for your presence. Be in our company, be in our midst, and teach us. We love you, Spirit of God. We welcome you always. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, clap your hands together for the Lord and please be seated. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, um, this evening I want us to continue with our series of messages that we have been sharing on backsliding. We are, we've been talking about backsliding. And we are sharing from our prophet's book, Backsliding. That is the title of the book. And I believe you all have your copies. Uh, Copy. Point. And um, you've been enjoying the reading of the book. Now, um, Backsliding is a true biblical principle. Do you understand? It is not some form of, you know, made up doctrine and it's not a type of dance, okay? Mm. So backsliding is a real thing that happens to people when they are working with God. If you read the book of Jeremiah, you will see how God was revealing through the prophet Jeremiah how the people of Israel had backslidden in their walk with the Lord. Mm. And it was a devastating state. And but Jeremiah is called actually the weeping prophet. And he was in the time of the season when the people of Israel had backslidden or they were backsliding. And there were so many things the Lord compared their lives to. And when you look at these things, you realize that a backsliding state is a very ugly state. It's not a pretty sight. Hallelujah. Amen. So we talk about what is backsliding. We, we realize that everyone can backslide. Every Christian has a potential to backslide. It is not only when you turn from the faith completely and say, I'm no longer a Christian. It's when you're backsliding. But when you slow down in your walk with God, when you uh, we give an example of two cars that are driving on a highway, and if one car is driving at a very fast speed, say, for instance, 60 miles per hour, and another one is driving at 30 miles per hour. Now, if you look at the one that is driving at 60 miles per hour, if he slows down to even 40 miles per hour, you will see he's driving faster than the one that is driving 30 miles per hour. But the one that was driving previously at 60 miles per hour is slowing down, is backsliding. 
You understand? And that is how it is with our walk with God. And this is a season that you can easily backslide also as a Christian. And you need to really adhere to the message that we are hearing and examine yourself and apply it to yourself and analyze it and see that if you are backsliding or you are backslidden or you are moving further with the Lord, you understand? And there is no excuse. God makes no excuse in our Christian walk at any point in time that we should or we are allowed to backslide. Do you understand? When the people of Israel were in the wilderness, throughout the challenges that they were facing, there was no excuse for them to backslide. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? There were, God did not make any excuse to say that you, because you are in this state, it's a reason why you are murmuring and complaining. And so it is okay. They were still expected to serve their God with the zeal, with their, and appreciate what the Lord was doing for them, even in the wilderness. Amen. Amen. So the pandemic that we are in or the season that we are in makes no excuse. It does not give us any excuse, for instance, to say now you don't pray any longer. You understand? Mm. You don't do this. You don't do that. You know, and you don't sing. You know, you don't feel like dancing. You don't feel like singing. You know, it's, it's not an excuse not to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. So we talk a lot about what is backsliding, and then we talked about the causes of backsliding. You have to understand all of these topics and stages that we are moving. We talk about the principal causes of backsliding. Hallelujah. And then we talked about the um, psychology of backsliding. When people are backsliding, what is their state of mind? What do they think? What are some of the things that go on in a person's mind when he or she is backsliding? Because the things that are going on in your mind enhances your backsliding or helps you to backslide or justifies your backsliding. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Wonderful. Oh, you don't understand what I'm sharing with you? We do. Yeah, we do. Awesome. Okay, so today I want us to continue and I want to talk about symptoms of backsliding. There are many symptoms, but we are going to pick up some symptoms and we're going to talk about them. Symptoms of backsliding. Well, you know, um, if you, you know about symptoms, you know, I think the one place that you hear a lot about symptoms is in the medical field. Isn't that so? So in the field of medicine, a symptom or a sign is of a disease, is the outward clue, is the outward clue of a disease that is getting ready to be fully manifested. Do you understand? Or it's an outward clue of something that is seriously or dangerously going on in your body. That is a sign or a symptom. Hallelujah. And so, for instance, you know, if you see someone who has, for instance, yellow eyes, you see, when you see someone who has yellow eyes, you know, 
is a sign or is a, is a symptom of a liver failure. You understand? And that one is, you, you see it, someone, I mean, you don't normally see people with yellow eyes. You understand? So if you see someone with yellow eyes, you don't think that the person has dyed his eye or stained his <laughs> eye with some type of, um, you know, beautification material. But it is a sign. It is a sign. I mean, it can look very nice to you. You understand? And say, wow, yellow eyes. I've never seen yellow eyes before. But that's someone whose liver is failed. Do you understand? And so... Those things, as soon as you see it, you know what is most likely happening to the person. Or for instance, you see someone who is talking about, I am having a lot of urination. You know, I am I'm frequently urinating and feeling excessively thirsty. You know, you are urinating and then drinking a lot is a sign that you have diabetes. You understand? Okay. And if you do have diabetes, sometimes people don't, people don't even know they have diabetes. Okay, but these things will indicate to you that you, are, you, you have diabetes. Okay, or for instance, you see swelling in your feet. You understand? When you see your feet getting swollen, you know, you don't say, you know, I get tired. I'm tired. That's why my feet are swollen. You understand? It's a sign that your heart is failing. Okay, and it needs to be taken care of. Okay, so these are things that people look for, you know, and to tell you that something seriously is happening in your body. Now, we in many other fields also there are symptoms and signs, you know, in different um, specialties, such as you know, even in plumbing, for instance, you know, um, they. They have signs and symptoms. <laughs> when you see, for instance, something is happening to your water flow, you should know that something serious is about to happen and you can ignore it. And so you say, my, my tap is now flowing with a style, you know, or, you know, it's a new form of, but you should tell you that something seriously is about to happen and you need to take care of it. Or even in the field of mechanics, you know, mechanics, for instance, when you drive a car, for instance, or you have any type of machinery, you know, and you begin to hear some noise, you know, sometimes you all of a sudden you are hearing some noise, a car that has no noise, and suddenly you are hearing a noise, you know, you cannot ignore it. You understand? You cannot ignore it. You put in your, your foot on your brake, and then you begin to hear some noise. Don't say it's just rusty or I've not used it for a while. It is a sign. Something is telling you that something is happening and you need to take care of it. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Those so signs and symptoms are very important. And the advantage of early detection or the advantage of identifying signs and symptoms, you know, is that it prevents a major catastrophe from happening. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. When you identify them or you detect them, it prevents a major catastrophe from happening. But it's only advantageous to someone who would take them seriously. Amen. Or you don't understand what I'm saying? We do. We do. Yeah. Identifying the signs or the symptoms or the, making an early detection 
is only to the advantage of a person who would take these signs seriously or these symptoms seriously. If you see swelling in your feet and you, do, you ignore them, yes, I see swelling in my feet. Okay, yes, I see them. You know, and then you ignore them. It doesn't benefit you for noticing that your feet are getting swollen. It's true. It doesn't benefit you at all. Or they say do some frequent examination, you know, as a, a male or as a female, do frequent breast examination when you take a shower or as a male, do frequent testicular examination and so on and so forth. And you say, I feel something. And then you keep saying to yourself, but I feel something, you know, and I feel something, you know, and you don't do anything. You don't take it seriously. It doesn't benefit you from making that early detection. It's true. Hallelujah. Amen. You are teaching. Teach Amen. us, Rabbi. Amen. Now, just as there are signs and symptoms to help us to detect things that are happening in our bodies, there are also symptoms that will help us to reveal what is going on within our soul. Amen. Amen. Just as there are these physical symptoms, there are also these spiritual symptoms that help us to also detect our spiritual growth and our spiritual well-being and our spiritual health. Hallelujah. So early detection or identification or identifying the symptoms of backsliding can save us from backsliding. And ultimately, it can prevent us from going to hell. Isn't that so? That's true. Yes. What is the use of knowing the Lord for so many years? Knowing the Lord for so many years, serving the Lord for so many years, and then finally you backslide. You backslide and you don't serve the Lord anymore. You see, and then you feel comfortable that it's because of the pandemic. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. So do you say that because of the pandemic, you know, I mean, where in the Bible do we see that you'll be excused in the judgment if there was a pandemic in your lifetime? You know, you show me and then we will put this message to rest. Amen. Amen. So there is no condition in our lives or any situation in our life where it makes room or excuse for us to backslide. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. So knowing the signs and knowing the symptoms of backsliding will help us to prevent backsliding. But knowing these signs or symptoms will help only the one who takes them seriously also. True. If you don't take them seriously, you will backslide. Just as if you don't take heart diseases, symptoms seriously, your heart will completely fail. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Ignoring an issue does not make the issue not to exist or make the issue go away. Go away. True. So symptoms can appear very benign. That is one of the trick or tricky things about symptoms. They can appear very benign, you know, and it can cause you to ignore them. True. But the consequences cannot be ignored. Symptoms can look very benign. You know, when you are having, 
you know, yellow eyes, it doesn't prevent you from seeing. The fact that your eyes are yellow does not prevent you from seeing. You see everything clearly. It doesn't give you blurry vision. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? And so you can easily ignore it. Yeah, cosmetic appearance. But your liver is failing and it's ready to kill you. Mercy. Say amen. Amen. So when we identify the symptoms of backsliding and you don't take it seriously and you brush it aside like you just came for another weekday service and you don't take it seriously, the consequences will cause a catastrophic ending in your life. So what? You can, you can go to hell for ignoring the symptoms of backsliding. Mercy. And it will be a shame for all of us. Hallelujah. Amen. So symptoms or signs cannot be ignored. They cannot be ignored. Luke chapter 21, Luke chapter 21 and verse 25. Luke chapter 21 and verse 25. Luke 21 and verse 25. It says, there will be signs in the sun. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. Mm. On the earth, nations will be anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea, such as tsunamis and mm. all these storms. And do you, do you understand? Yes. And there will be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars. And sometimes they can tell when these things are going to happen by just looking at the signs in the sun mm. and the moon. Isn't that so? Yes. Next, man will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world. Mm. For the heavenly bodies will be shaking. Mm. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Amen. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Hallelujah. Amen. You cannot ignore them. You understand? Because here is your redemption. It depends on these things that you are seeing and you can ignore them. He says, when these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads. Be alert, be awake, and be attentive to what is happening. Your mistake will be to sit down. Yes, because your redemption is drawing near. Mm. Amen. He told them this parable. Mm. This was all, you know who is speaking here, right? Yes. It's Jesus. He told them this parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. It's a clear sign. Isn't that so? You can yes. tell that summer is near. Then he says, when they sprout, he said, even so, even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. There are signs. There are signs. And you cannot ignore them. 
Your redemption depends on them. Hallelujah. Amen. Your redemption depends on these signs. And so when signs are pointed out to you, don't ignore them when you see them. Pay attention. That is what it means. Lift up your eyes, your heads, and look and pay attention. Hallelujah. Amen. It says, even so, when you see these things happening, know, know, you know that the kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God is near. Hallelujah. Amen. So we want to go through the symptoms of backsliding. The first symptom that I want to talk about is bad company. Uh, uh, uh. Bad company. Symptom. Bad company is a bad symptom. Bad company. So when a believer keeps company with unbelievers, it is a bad symptom of someone who is not going to last in Christ. When you are a believer and you have a bad company, it is a clear symptom Mm -hmm. of someone who is not going to last long in Christ. Don't ignore it. Amen. Okay? So when you hear this, examine yourself Mm. and ask yourself, who is my company? Mm. Or who is in my company? Mm. Okay? And analyze it. And see, is this person a bad company? Because it is a symptom of backsliding. You have not backslidden yet. Do you understand? When you see your feet are swollen, your heart is still pounding. Your heart is still pumping blood. Are you understanding why you are still alive? Your heart, when we say your heart has failed, it means that you think that you are dead. Isn't that so? (laughs) But when your heart is pounding, it's pounding really strong and pushing blood to your vessels and to the organs. And then it's working and it's working. Now, when the heart is not able to push the blood strong enough and then to receive the blood back, then the blood starts backing up and accumulating. And some of the easiest places is to stay in your feet. Do you understand? When you see that, don't ignore it. It's a sign that your heart is failing and ultimately is going to stop working. Then you are dead and you can't do anything about it. But when you do something about the symptom, you can save your heart from failing completely. Amen. You are teaching. Hallelujah. Amen. So bad company is a sign that you are not going to last in Christ. The company you keep will tell you of the kind of person you are. Mm. The company that you associate with, it will tell you clearly the kind of person you are. You cannot say I am different. Mm. You cannot say I'm different. from. I go with these people. I move with these people, but I'm different from them. You cannot say that. If you say that, then the Bible is also not true. Forgive. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Please. The yes. friends you keep will affect you. 
more than anyone else or the company you keep will affect you more than anything. Mm. You see, some people are able to sit and chat with their friends for hours. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? You can sit and chat with your friends for hours, but you get irritated even when you are staying longer in church. You get irritated. When a service is longer, you get irritated. Okay. When a meeting, a service meeting is longer, such as shepherd's meeting is longer, you get irritated. When a prayer meeting is longer, you get irritated. True or not true? True. Very true. So it is, it, it, it tells you who you are. Necessary. When you are able to fit comfortably and you are never irritated and you can talk for hours, it tells you who you are. You are exactly like the company you are with. Wow. Wow. Or oh, you don't understand what I'm sharing with you. We do. You are teaching you us. Are exactly. Because you see, you cannot run away from yourself. You cannot be irritated to yourself. Take your time. You and so if there is another company that you can be comfortable with and does not irritate you, you are exactly that company. Mm. Wow. Mm. Powerful. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, please. Yeah, teaching well. You are exactly that company. Wow. And so the company you keep is who you, if you don't know who you are, and you know some people that you flow with and you say these people are bad, that is you. You cannot say that they are like this. You know, but I'm different. You can't say that. The only way you can say that is when their presence irritates you. When their conversation irritates you. Then you can say that you are different. But if you sit comfortably and you can chat and relax and you are not irritated by the things they do, by the things they say, then you are it because you don't irritate yourself. You are preaching. Hallelujah. Amen. And the more and more you talk to your friends, the more and more you become them. You become like them. The more and more you talk. Faith cometh by hearing. You understand? The more and more you talk, you listen to someone, the more and more. That is why people who listen to preaching messages a lot, they tend to get closer and closer to God. They become like Christ. Whether you like it or not, you can put it to a challenge. You can believe what I'm saying or not believe it, but you can challenge yourself. And begin to say, every day I'm going to listen to a message. You will see that you will change. I'm telling you, you will change. You will become like Christ. You will change. But the way that you can't stand messages, you can't listen to them for too long. It's a sign that irritates you. And you are not there yet. You don't flow with it. It's not in your company. You understand? But when it becomes you and you flow with it, you realize that anywhere you, you want to listen to a message, mm. it's, it, it, it fits well with your lifestyle. It sits well with your thinking. It sits well with your decision. You know, it does not irritate you. Amen. Your decisions do not irritate you. At all. The things you say, they do not irritate you. Yeah, Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. 
So the more you associate with your friends, the more you relate, you talk, you do things together, the more and more you become like them. That is what the Bible says. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 33. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 33. The Bible says, I don't know why you are moving away from you don't like that. You don't like my message. Salam, do you like my message? Give me a wave. Wonderful. Are you irritated? <laughs> okay, first Corinthians, she's not irritated by my message. She's flowing. First Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 33. It says, Be not deceived. Be not be deceived. Be not deceived. Don't be deceived. Mm. Evil communication corrupts good manners. So you have good manners. You have been taught, you have been raised, you have been preached to, you have been, you have been molded, and you have such good manners. But when you communicate with evil people, with evil communication, someone who has evil communication, you are going to be corrupted. Your good manners will be corrupted. That is what the Bible is saying. That is why I'm saying that you cannot say, I associate with these people, I communicate with these people, but I'm not like them. Because the Bible says that if you communicate with the evil, then it will corrupt your good manners. So you can depend on your good manners and think that you are still with good manners. Mm. The evil communication is what you are becoming, and you have to understand that. It corrupts. And you have to accept it. And don't continue to think that you are a good person. Mm. You are not anymore. You are changed by that evil communication. Mm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? You are changed. You are changed. That is what the Bible is saying. If the Bible is not true, then let's end the message. Then everything I am sharing on this message is... It is true. Because I'm talking about bad company. Bad company. Mm. That is why you have lost your faith. You have lost your desire to serve God. You have lost it. Because of evil communication. Mm. It doesn't doesn't affect you anymore. Preaching Mm. does not affect you anymore. Mm. You are not the same person anymore. The way you used to love God, it's not the same because of evil communication. Wow. In as much as you want to think that you still love God, in as much as you want to think that you are born again, you are still a believer, you are changing or you have changed. Corrupt that is what the Bible is saying. You are a corrupt person. Your manners are corrupted. The New Living Translation, the New Living, do you have the New Living Translation for this verse? The New Living Translation says, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. If you keep thinking like the way you think and don't accept this, you are being fooled. Because this for bad company corrupts good character. Your good character is corrupted by bad company. And I want you to listen. 
and take it seriously and apply it. And say, it's true. The Bible is saying it, so it's true. I'm not the one saying it. I'm just explaining it to you. We are reading. Are we not all reading? The Bible that you are holding, is it? Did I give it to you? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> you are not a pretty person. So that is what the Bible is saying. That evil communication, evil company, mm. bad company, because you, that, you communicate with people that you company with. Sure. And you flow with. They mm. corrupt your good character. You are teaching. So when we say that you are not the same, accept it and agree. Yeah, something. That you are not the same. True. True. Don't don't argue and think that as you were a good person last year or five years ago, you are you are still a good person. You have to look at your company now and say what you are saying may be true or it is true, because that is what the Bible is saying. It is true. What you are saying is true. Hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Stay there small. So evil communication will corrupt your good character. Bad company, as you are associating, you are backsliding. You are moving away from God. Preach. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You listen to certain messages you become that. Amen. You watch certain certain TV shows. Hey. You realize that you can sit and watch them for long time, long hours. <laughs> their behavior, whether they are wives that are fighting, or they are women who are gossiping, or they are men who are sleeping with others, or they are homosexuals that you know are acting. Or they are whatever they are doing, if it doesn't irritate you, you know, you know that the way you are, there are certain shows or even movies or certain scenes when you see them, it irritates you. Yeah. Do you understand? For instance, I mean, some people get irritated when they see two sexes of two people of the same sex doing certain activities together. You see, but the fact that it sits well with you and you are comfortable with it. And you can continue because that, that, that is a part of the show. And every time you are late and you are running to want to catch the show. And you're so comfortable. You are preaching. You become it. You become what it is. Mm. The message is like a pin. It's, it's tricky. It's a corrupt communication. Mm. You understand? There are certain behaviors in soap opera that they are not real, but you like them. You like them, you know? There are all kinds of gossiping, um, cheating, doing yeah. this, but you like them. And Suspicion. all kinds of disrespectful behavior, you know, and 21st century um, woman. woman behavior or man behavior and all <laughs> kinds of things. And you watch them, you know, and, you know, it, it affects you. So to say that I am a believer of submissiveness, as the Bible says, you are not the same person. At all. You are not the same for, because of the company, the company that you keep. Look, I'm just analyzing what the scripture is saying. You are preaching. You are preaching. You are preaching. Teach, Rabbi. Teach, Rabbi. Keep preaching. 
I love what you are saying. All of it. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying? Yes. You're not the same. You are not the same. You cannot be the same person because of association. You want the same flowers they see in the world. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Don't you? I mean, when did you? When did you know about flowers? For instance, <laughs> see? and about crying over, you know, card, you know, greeting card. I mean, it wasn't something that you used to cry about. Do you understand? No, I'm just giving you an analogy. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Do you understand? I'm just showing you that the company that you have kept is what has made you now, you love this, you love that, and when it's missing, you are crying or you are not happy or, you know, are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? You are preaching powerfully, daddy, you are preaching. But I'm just, I'm just giving you an analogy that the company that you have kept with the TV shows mm. is what has molded you now. Mm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. It's not a bad thing. We will buy you the flowers. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, there are some company that you keep. It's okay. Okay. There's some company. It's okay. But there are negative aspects of that. Do you understand? There are negative aspects of that also. Negative aspects of this new way of disrespectful behavior mm-hmm. and new way of talking and so on and so yeah. forth. That is also has what's become you. You are teaching. It corrupts. It I'm preaching you. a good message. I don't okay. care. I'm preaching. I'm preaching a good message. Amen. I love it. Amen. Now the person you marry also can be a lifetime bad company. And can truly affect you. Go there. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Amen. The person you marry can be a lifetime bad company that can truly affect you. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. First King. Chapter 11. Mm. And verse 1. First King chapter 11 and verse 1. You can keep the New Living Translation. It's fine. First King chapter 11 and verse 1. It says, Now, King Solomon loved many foreign women. He was an international man. You understand? No discrimination. You know, it wasn't a dis- it didn't discriminate one nation from another. You understand? So he loved many foreign women. Besides Pharaoh's daughter, he married women from Moab, Ammon, Edom, Sidon, and from among the Hittites. He liked the dons. He married all these women. The Lord had clearly instructed the people of Israel, you must not marry them. Ah. because they will turn your hearts to their gods. Mm-hmm. Beloved, listen very carefully. You see, today I want to tell you something. When we read something from the Bible, take it seriously. Yes, okay? When the Bible says, the Lord said this, the Lord says, or the Bible is instructing us that this, if we do this, this will happen. Take it seriously. Just believe it. 
Do you understand? They are not ordinary words. At all. Okay. Yes, the Lord had. This is not just Abraham or um, um, Solomon was born and the Lord made this statement. He said the Lord had clearly instructed the people of Israel before he was born. Mm. You must not marry them because they will turn your hearts to their gods. You understand? So you don't say that, not me, not me. <laughs> me and God, the way I love God, it doesn't matter who I marry. Mm. You understand? So if the Lord is saying that, don't marry an unbeliever, don't say that, me, the way I am, it doesn't matter who I marry. You can't say that. Mm. I have such strong love for God, nothing can stand between me and my God. Mm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? That's right. Don't marry the unbeliever. That's what the Bible says. Don't even say that I will marry and I will make him change or I'll make her change. Mm. I will bring him or I'll bring her to the Lord. <laughs> Just believe it. Believe it and say that if God says I should not marry an unbeliever, that's it. I'm not marrying you because you are an unbeliever. Mm. Amen. Amen. He says the Lord had clearly instructed the people of Israel, you must not marry them because they will turn your hearts to their gods. Mm. Yet Solomon insisted on loving them anyway because he knew himself. Am I not the one who had the dreams? Am I not the one that stood before God? Listen, these things, they are for you. Immature Christians. Have you encountered God before? You know how long I've been a Christian? Talking about backsliding and, you know, company. I work with these people. I go to parties with them. When they're having this, I go with them. But I know my God. Mm. Mm. Take what the Bible is saying and believe it. So the Bible says he had 700 wives of royal birth and 300 concubines. A thousand women. What a man. (laughs) Of foreign (laughs) descent. Where's a name for men? (laughs) Of foreign descent. Even if he was going to live 1,000 days. (laughs) Where's a name for men? (laughs) For king. And in fact, the Bible says, they did turn his heart away from the Lord. You know, let us read this portion, this last sentence together. One, two, three, go. And in fact, they did turn his heart away from the Lord. Wow. That is a fact. That is a truth. God's word. It's God's word. It will come to pass. Amen. Amen. The next verse. The next verse. It says, In Solomon's age, they turned his heart to worship other gods instead of being completely faithful to the Lord his God, as his father David had been. Wow. Solomon worshiped Ashtoreth. The goddess of the Sidonians and mm. Molech, the detestable god of the Ammonites. Mm. In this way, 
Solomon did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He refused to follow the Lord completely as his father David had done. Hallelujah. Do you Amen. see? He refused to follow the Lord completely as his father David had done. So you see, you can even be married to a Christian, but you will not follow the Lord completely. Wow. You can be married to someone and because of that company, you will not follow the Lord completely. Wow, keep preaching. Mm. You will still feel you are following the Lord, mm. not completely. Mm. Amen. Amen. Solomon, look, was the wisest man ever lived. True. And he, he, he was the one who had a vision. He had a vision mm. that God asked him what he wanted. Mm. And he said he wanted the wisdom of God. He wanted wisdom to lead the people of God. Mm. He wanted the anointing to lead the people of God. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. But such an anointed person and such a wise man he kept bad company and his wisdom could not deliver him. His wisdom could not deliver him. I am showing you how powerful bad company is. That you cannot belittle and say that I know myself. Mm. You can be an anointed minister. Bad mm. company. And turn you away from God. Mm. And I don't think you are wiser and more anointed than Solomon. Mm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. You're not wiser or more anointed than Solomon. So the Bible warns that bad company can ruin your marriage, can ruin your life. Bad company can ruin your, 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 your ministry. Bad company can ruin your relationship with God. Bad company can ruin your love for God. So you better believe it and save yourself. If it is possible to avoid it. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? You see, every wife affects her husband. Hey. And every husband has great influence over his wife. Mm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Let it take your time. Whoever you are, your wife will influence you mm. and influence the way you think. So Whoever you are. Oh, yes, I'm telling you. Take your time. You understand what I'm time. sharing with you? Thank you? Whoever you are. Hmm. Husbands, are you listening to me? We are taking our time. Future yeah, husbands, are you listening to me? Careful. And as a wife, your husband, the way your husband thinks, if your husband thinks in a certain way, in the process of time, you will eventually think in the same way as he thinks. Hmm. Hmm. I'm telling you. Keep preaching. 
It's a company. I'm talking about the Bible. It is the Bible I'm talking about. Don't be wiser than the Bible. Or don't pretend to be wiser than the Bible. Is your wife or your husband a company? Then believe what I'm sharing with you. You can sit there and say, no me. How? 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 No me. Tell that to the Lord. Hmm. So spouses can influence you. True. Are you understand what I'm sharing with you? So bad company, whether they are friends, they are brothers, whether they are husbands, whether they are wives, they are sisters, they will lead to backsliding if that is a bad company. What do we do? You see, you stay clear, stay away from bad company. Amen. <laughs> are you understanding what I'm saying with you? If you are not married, don't marry bad company. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm saying? If you have friends and you can identify certain characteristics with them that are not Christian, avoid them. Mm. Don't challenge yourself and say, not me. Mm. We go together. They always drink, but not me. I don't drink. They always smoke, but not me. Look at all these friends. They're always sleeping with women. They're always womanizing, but not me. I'm not like that. I'm a Christian. I'm telling you that you are going to be like that. Yes, you are going to be like that. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You are preaching a good message. I don't like my message, right? The, the message is, is hot. I like it. So bad friends will, 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 will cause your backsliding. Mm. And you have to understand also that not every Christian makes a good company. Not every Christian makes a good company. Mm. Reverend, which Christians don't make a good company? I'll tell I you the type of Christians who don't make good company. Christians who criticize the church, they are not good company. Mm. I'm telling you. Don't say when they are talking to me, I don't say anything. Okay? <laughs> they are not good company. They are not good company. They will cause you to backslide. You are preaching. Christians who criticize pastors are not good company. Take your time. Preach on. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Mm. So it can be your wife. It can be your mm. husband. It can be your friend. It can be another Christian. It can be your shepherd. Christians who criticize pastors are not good company. Hmm. It can be a pastor. A pastor who criticizes another pastor is not a good company. A bad company. Hallelujah. Christians who dishonor pastors. Hmm. Or leaders, they don't they criticize when you are honoring, or they don't feel any value in honoring, and they belittle honoring, they are not good company. Hmm. I'm showing you, you say you want to know which Christians to company with. Some serve alcohol. 
<laughs> this is how you are for yeah, very, very bad company. Christians who criticize ministry leaders, they are not good company. You are in a choir and there's another choir member that is always criticizing the choir leader. That is not a good company to keep. Mm. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Preach on. Don't say they are my friends, but Reverend, when they are talking about these things, I don't join them. I am telling you that it's not a good company. You will backslide. It's not a good company. I'm blessed to be in this service. Keep preaching. Amen. Amen. Christians who gossip about others, mm. they are not good company. Mm. Have you heard? Amen. Amen. Christians who gossip about others, you know, gossipers, they are always gossipers. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? What do I mean by that? Gossipers are always gossipers. If they are gossiping with you, they will gossip about you. That is that is is a is a is is um deliverance and receiving and delivery. You understand? <laughs> they, take they will take away. As they bring to you, they take from you. Okay, because gossipers are not sometimes gossipers and not sometimes gossipers. Gossipers are gossipers. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes, so they are not good company. At all. Look, you need to think about this. It's not every Christian that you can company with. Look, look 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 15 and verse 34. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 34. You can stay in the New Living Translation. I'll take it. It's fine. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 34. Look at that. It says, think carefully. You Think carefully about what is right and stop sinning. Enough. Think carefully about what is right and stop sinning. For to your shame, I say that some of you don't know God at all. This is a message to Christians. Some of you don't know God at all. And you have to accept it and analyze and say, do I really know God? How can this message apply to me? It says, I say this to your shame. Hallelujah. Amen. And I think some people were asking, you know, so what about if you are married already and your wife is also, or your husband is a bad company? Because I say, stay clear. <laughs> see, with your with your wife or your husband, you cannot stay clear. You understand? You cannot stay clear. When you are married and you realize that this is a bad company, say you realize that your husband is someone who gossips about fellow Christians, or your wife is someone who criticizes the church, gossips about leaders, gossip about other Christians. If you notice that then you need to be aware of the potential of this message of backsliding. You need to be aware. Do you understand? You ought to be alert to it and examine yourself Preaching. always to see whether you have changed. Mm. 
you have to examine yourself. Okay? And when you notice that your spouse is someone who is a bad company, you need to pray for that spouse every day to give you good advice. That when she or he is advising you, may the Lord divinely guide her thoughts or his thoughts. And the counseling that comes to you from that person. You have to pray for that person because you are stuck for life with a bad company. And the only way is to seek the face of God to intervene for you. Because the fact of the matter is whether you like it or not, you'll be influenced by evil communication. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You cannot, look, if the scripture is not true, then let's close the Bible and let's walk away. But we cannot ignore it. We cannot ignore and say that, I know my wife talks this way. I know my husband is this way. But, you know, when she's like that or when he's like that, I don't listen. I don't, I, I don't flow with her. You will eventually flow. That evil communication, it will affect you. The Bible says evil communication corrupts your good manners. Your good morals will be corrupted. So you pray that whenever the person is communicating with you, the Holy Spirit will intervene. Amen. And that the person will give you good counseling. He will guide you. He will counsel you godly. So you have to pray for your spouses. I think it becomes easy for the ones who are not married yet. But the problem is also that when you marry, the person can become a bad company because you don't know who you are marrying until you marry the person. No one one knows the person they are marrying until they marry the person. A prophet you are. Preach on. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So if you have finished the marriage and now you realize it's a bad company, then you begin to intercede for the person and pray that the Lord will guide your counseling for one another. That when you ask a question, when you are asked for your opinion, you, you, you are guided by the Holy Spirit. Let's be genuine. Let's look. The scripture that we read says, think carefully about what is right. Think carefully about what is right. Enough of sinning. That means enough of doing what is not right. Stop Mm. sinning. And it says, for to our shame, some of you don't know God. Mm. Let it never be said amongst us that we do know that we do not know God. Amen. May the Lord help us. Amen. May the Lord bring good people in our midst. Amen. When we are looking for a job, may the Lord surround us with Amen. faithful employees, committed employees, Amen. employees who speak well of their employers, Amen. who speak well of their bosses, employees Amen. who speak well of the people who put paycheck on their, in their accounts, people who feed them. That we will will be surrounded by such people and not people who criticize. When we are in church, pray that the people that come closer to you are people of good company. You have to pray. You have to pray that you don't flow with certain company. That will cause you to backslide. Because ultimately, we will stand individually before Christ and not as a group. Now you understand what I'm sharing with you. And so every day examine yourself whether you be in the faith. 
prove your own self. Scripture says, know ye not your own self, whether ye be in the faith. Know ye not your own self. You have to know your own self. If you are still in the faith, if you are not backsliding, because certain communication, you realize that you are not the same. You are not the same. The way you are relating, it's not the same. The way you are, you pray, it's not the same. The way you take God, it's not the same. You are backsliding. You have to, no, you see, this, you have to examine your own self and know. That is when you'll be delivered. That is how you'll be helped. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, this is what time will allow us. We want to pause here. Oh. Touch on one more point. What a message. We will continue. Clap your hands together for the Lord and let's bring the message to an end. Would you please stand to your feet? Let us pray. David, keep good company. The Lord will help you. Okay? Analyze your group. Analyze your company. And select. Be selective as a young man. Be selective of your company. And you see how far you go with the Lord. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, we are thankful and grateful for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit that you give us to teach us. Dear Lord, we pray that you deliver us from every company that will turn our hearts away from you. Deliver us, Lord, from every relationship that will turn our hearts away from you. And Father, even in our committed relationships, we pray, God, for your guidance, for direction. We pray, Lord, that you direct our communication, influence our communication in the name of Jesus. Influence our thoughts, our counsel, our ideas, and our advice. Influence us. Let your spirit always intervene and deliver us from corrupting one another in the name of Jesus. Deliver us from corrupting our good morals with our evil communication. We are grateful, Lord. We are thankful in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, you are on this line. You are listening to me. You are not born again and you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to give your life to Christ. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my master, as my savior, as my Lord. If that is your prayer, I want you to say this prayer with me. I want you to say this prayer with me to receive Christ as your Lord and as your Savior. Repeat this with me and say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I repent this evening. I repent this evening. I know I have sinned against you. I know I have sinned against you. Forgive me, Jesus. Forgive me, Jesus. And cleanse me. And cleanse me. Tonight, I welcome you into my life. Tonight, I welcome you into my life. I welcome you into my heart. I welcome you into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Lord. Be my master. Be my master. Be my savior. Be my savior. 
please write my name. Please write my name in the book of life. In the book of life. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Help me to walk with you. Help me to walk with you every day of my life. Every day of my life. Thank you for saving me tonight. Thank you for saving me tonight. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Sing Shana. have been blessed with this powerful message come and worship with us on the zoom platform with id number 823-299-84436 every sunday at 12 p.m eastern standard time god richly bless you